Bring the Holy Ghost together. Let's bring the Holy Ghost together as we receive the word today. Let's bring the Holy Ghost together. Oh, Shango Frati Suki Tuku Suba Kile Siba Latom Shada Sine Suba Rogidi Subrado Suka de Dekisuma Nuku Vegadiza Lando Shadiza. Make sure you are praying the Holy Ghost. Make sure you are here. Make sure that your heart is here. Your heart is with the Father, pray the Holy Ghost, focus on the Lord, focus on the Lord as we receive the word, pray the Holy Ghost. Lendo Shandi Brody Sofrikindu Zubalotona Yung Vigidi Sibrado Sokom Vigidi Suradis Aata open Aata open to receive Mande Sugodogodiza Gibonzi Bangishino Guba. Mandi Brados Sigondo Rogodiza, Lovigos Pradisho Brandizogadiza, Lovrindosimo Surigidiza, Brando Zagadiza, O Shababada, La Robobadaba, Zigezur Convalagadiza, Lindosubradabashuradigadiza Radosa, Lindosogadiza, Brados Zigadi Brondabadabada. Leno Shubrada Bosi Bragada Brutbadi Zendi Kumbala Gadiza. Oh, hallelujah! Oh, hallelujah! Oh, hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Someone is here in the midst this morning, and there is a transformation ahead of you transformation ahead of you your life is going to change it's going to change massive change yes open your heart the word of god is coming to you today the word that will change your life is coming to you today in the name of jesus open your heart it's going to be a 180 degrees change yeah yeah 180 degree change you know if you are standing here and then you do a 360 degree. You can look at me, please. If you do a 360 degree movement, you are going to move around. You are going to come back to the same position. But somebody is here today. You are going to do a 180 degrees change. You are going to move from here far away to an exact opposite of where you are. It's going to be 
it's going to be it's going to be a talk of the town transformation in the name of jesus if you are that person can you shout a believing amen thank you jesus thank you jesus somebody is also here you have victory over long-standing health issue in this service in the name of jesus the name of jesus the name of jesus thank you father a short a short infection has just been healed right now in the name of jesus hallelujah can you celebrate jesus if you are blessed ready hallelujah hallelujah god is a doer of great things the bible says that he do it wonders without numbers wonders without numbers miracles pass finding out blessed be the name of the lord forever yeah hallelujah hallelujah can you please welcome your neighbor to church welcome them right if nobody has coronavirus in our church and in case somebody had the person is huge right now hallelujah 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 and can you help me celebrate this wonderful choir as well thank you so 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 much hallelujah and this morning i'd like to welcome you to the part seven edition of educos can you celebrate jesus hallelujah and you can please majestically have your seat in god's great presence it's going to be an exciting service it's going to be yes this is a word it's going to be a word bath they're going to be bathing in the world you will as in word bath this morning hallelujah word bath this morning so open your heart get ready get excited about this it's going to be a revolutionary service for somebody in this house in the name of jesus so get your heart ready get your heart prepared i'm going to be preaching for long you see i didn't sing because i'm going to preach for long i want to really really preach I want to really, really teach us the word today because after today, we're going to have a three-week break for medicals. Um, next week, Sunday, is National Teens Week all over the nation. Um, the teens are celebrating in first square. So uh, I won't be preaching next week. In fact, I'm preaching somewhere else next week. It's going to be an exciting service here. Please be in church next week. Two weeks' time, three weeks' time. We have um, a one week, one week of wonders holding in this entire church. One week of wonders. So, um, so three weeks, Edgar is going to be on, on the post. But today, there's going to be a word back. Enough for you to ride on for the next three weeks. I tell you, word back. We're going to be batting in the world. As in, you're going to be understanding God's word so much. You're going to be wondering that, wow, where has all these things been all these years? Is this the Bible? Hallelujah. How many of you are excited about this? Glory! Hallelujah. So I'd like to welcome you to part seven of Educos and it's titled The Grace Order. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, before we go into the, the Grace Order, last week we didn't finish um, the prison break part. And also I told us about the fact that um, there is a part. Um, in in um, there's a particular verse that we missed that we omitted that we jumped. Do you remember? Okay, so I'm going to explain that shortly. Uh, after that, we conclude prison break and then we go into the grace order. Um, in the last six weeks, we've been able to touch 
less than four chapters. But today, I'm glad to say that we are going to touch more than three chapters. Hey, Pastor, you have come again. You start explaining, explaining, explaining now. I'm going to touch more than three chapters in Jesus' name. He didn't say believing in me. That amen doesn't look like he's believing. You know, you know those amen that, that looks like um, the amen has um, trypanosomiasis. Tetes fly. Sleeping, sleeping amen. Can you shout amen? Yeah. Uh-huh, that's the real amen. Alright, um, what we're going to do is that along the line, we'll take a five minute break because it's going to be word bath. So five minute break um, in the middle of the message and then um, come back and then you, you're going to ask questions if you want to ask questions. So one of the hallmark of um, intelligent students is that as they are listening, they are questioning what the teacher is saying. So please be able to scribble down some um, questions that you might want to ask at the end of this teaching. And then I, I think the Holy Ghost will help us to uh, answer some of those questions. So Romans 3, 31, Romans 3, verse 31. Let's go there. Let's quickly check what it has to say to us. Romans 3, verse 31. Last week we stopped at Romans 4, I think verse 16, 17 there about. But let's see Romans 3, verse 31. And um, let's... Let's look at the pretext first. Verse 30. Verse 30. Since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. So Paul was here t- talking to us about the fact that both the circumcised and the uncircumcised. What circumcised? The Jews, right? Thank you. And the uncircumcised non-Jews. See that, that they are both accepted in the sight of God by faith. So we see in verse 31... It now says that in verse 31, that now after talking about this faith, 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 faith thing, are we then saying that we are making void of the law? Do we then make the make make do we then make void the law through faith? Is that what we are doing? So certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. And the word made void is from the Greek word katego, K-A-T-A-R. G-E-O, it means to render entirely idle, to abolish, to destroy, to do away with, to put away, to put down. So what Paul was asking here was, that are we putting down the law? Are we throwing the law away because faith has come now? Are we throwing the law away through faith? Now first, now listen very carefully please and let your heart be here. Let your mind be here. Let me see your faces. How do I know that your heart is here? Let me see your faces. Let your faith connect with mine. And let's, and let's share the word of God together. Now first, now I'm going to be answering this with, with, with a, lot of, a lot of points. So that you are, you are well equipped with the word of God. First, first, first. Understand this, please. We are not a slave to our beliefs. We are not so enslaved to the fact that when we see something superior to what we believe, we don't bow. How many of you have been in an, in an argument before? As you are arguing the argument, you got to a point that you know that you are, you are already saying nonsense. The person is saying what is right, and then you want to keep arguing. Has it happened to you before? You want to just be right. It's not because you are right. You want to just be right. You, want, you don't want to look like a loser. Do you understand? Now, somebody, somebody in church... I open the Bible to you, show you that you are not under the law, show you first verse, second verse, third verse, fourth verse, fifth verse, seventh verse, eighth verse, I show you more than 20 verses. And then you now see one verse. Say, Pastor, you see? Look at this verse. Say that we are still under the law. 
I have shown you 20, you have given me one. And because of that only one, you don't want to bend. You are a solid rock, Mount Sinai, that cannot be moved. Now, on this, some people will pass everything that they have seen in Romans chapter 3, that pastor, you see. He said that we cannot make void the law. We are still under the law. We cannot throw the law away. It is certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law, pastor. We are establishing the law by, establishing the law by faith. Now, before you, before you kill us, just relax. Let me explain to you. I don't study one verse. Maybe you study one verse. Or you hear one verse. You don't even know, I don't even know where it is in the Bible. But the Bible says that heaven help those who help themselves. I know the Bible says, says that. It's not in the Bible first. So please, search the scriptures. Be sure of what you are saying. I don't, I don't tell you what I think. I tell you what the Bible says. I don't conclude by one verse. If one verse is not enough to conclude anything in the Bible. So, do not make a long-standing belief become your law to the extent that when you see higher truth, you still refuse to bend. That's not wise. And what we have been learning, we will now throw it away like that. No, hold on to it now. Be kissing it and be taking it everywhere. When your teeth remove, you carry seven stone. Abi, how many of you did it? When, your, when one teeth remove, you. You want to remove. You see one tooth now. You, we pack seven small, small stone so that so that um, leaders not come back and see. And you did it. And then you are still holding on to it right now. May God give you sense. <laughs> you want to teach your children to do the same thing. This way. When we go to, when we go to chapter six, you will see a lot of this. Somebody explained this very well. But before we go to chapter chapter six, let me explain so that you don't think the pastor is running away from some things in the Bible. He knows what he's teaching us. He's what he teaches us. Uh, I didn't write the Bible. And these beliefs are not the beliefs that I installed in the Bible. I see them in the Bible and I'm teaching you what I see in the Bible. First, first, listen to this. God gave the law. God is the one that, was the one that gave the law. And he gave the law for a purpose. Galatians 3.22. Let's quickly see that. Galatians 3.22. God gave the law and he gave the law for a purpose. Now look at this. He says, but the scripture has confined all. Someone say all. Everybody. Under what? Under what? Look at it now. Now the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. So everybody is now under sin. Such that those who were under the law, the Jews, those who were under the law, the Gentiles, everybody now under sin. Hmm? So, so that by faith, you can be acceptable. Now, look at this now. But before faith came, we were kept under what? Eh? God by the law. Kept for the faith. Kept for what? So, the law was the one keeping you for the faith. So, the law was for a while. You see, it's very soon. We were kept for the faith which would afterwards be revealed. Verse 24. Therefore, the law was our what? Tutor. To bring us to Christ that we might be justified by the tutor. 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 So when he brings you to Christ, do you see the tutor? Wait. You went to tutorial to pass your jam, Abby. Right? Talk to me now. So after tutorial has done his work, you now pass your jam. Do you still need tutorial? No, but you want to be in lesson all through your lifetime. You want to see tutorial. 
The Bible says that the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. 25. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. Can someone say glory to God? 26. But you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Are you sons of God through the law? Talk to me, church. Are you sons of God through the law? Are you sons of God because you do what is right? You are a son of God because you believe in Christ Jesus. Can someone say amen to that? Alright. Now, back to what we're saying in Romans 3, verse 31. Put it on the screen, please. So, number one is that God gave the law and he gave the law for this purpose. Understand that. Number two. Number two. The spirit of God in the believer Listen to this very carefully. The spirit of God, the Holy Ghost in the believer, is superior to the law for the believer. You're going to see that in Romans chapter 6 as well too. The spirit of God, the Holy Ghost in the believer, is superior to whatever law you have been given, whatever law you are operating on right now, whatever law you can be given. You know what the spirit is? If you say that somebody is possessed with the spirit of lying, that means that even if the person does not need to lie, the person will still lie, right? Talk to me, church. Now, if you have the Holy Ghost in you, the Holy Ghost makes you be- behave like an holy person. Am I right? So, if you do, if the Holy Ghost can make you behave like an holy person, do you think the law? To me now, do you think the law to behave to behave like an holy person? You don't. You have something more superior. Holy Spirit, the Spirit that makes people behave in a holy manner. All right. Another, another reason now. Another, another very important point. The Spirit of God in the believer works on the conscience of the believer to obey moral laws. Listen very carefully to that. He says, "Do we then make?" Do we then make void the Lord? I read about four or five commentaries. Matthew Henry, John Gill, and all of that. Many of them establish the fact that the law that is refers to here were not ceremonial laws. They were moral laws. Should we behave in a moral way? Yes, we should. If we don't behave in a moral way, we will get, get ourselves really, really offended. So the, the Holy Ghost is superior to the law, good, but also the Holy Ghost and the believer works on your conscience to obey the moral laws that you are meant to obey. For example, you don't you don't kill people. Why don't you kill people anyhow? Why 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 can't you get on the street and kill somebody? Is it because of the law? No, 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 because of the law. Because of your conscience. So the Holy Ghost helps us to 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 obey moral laws, living by the fruit of the Spirit. Very important. Very important. We also have ceremonial laws for purification and all of that we are not supposed to. Maybe you still want to do those moral laws. That means that before you want to, before you want to write God in your book, you have to go and bath. You take a good bath. After writing God, you come back. If you are writing and then you see, you have to write God. You bath. You write God. You bath again. You continue writing. You have to write God again. You go and bath. And then that's what you do. And then you pray. You go and have to do alwala. You have to go and clean yourself. That's what the Muslims do. You pray, you wash your leg, you wash your hands, but they're not even doing anything. You go and bat. You go and bat before you go. Ceremonial laws. Number four. 
Number four. A backsliding believer. Now, there's no word like backsliding in the Bible. Backsliding Christian. It's not in the Bible. Same way, there's something like Holy Ghost fire in the Bible. <laughs> what people build doctrine on. There is nothing like Holy Ghost. There is only a mention of Holy Ghost and fire. So you are you with the Holy Ghost and fire. That's, only, that's the closest to it in the Bible. Holy Ghost and fire. There is nothing like Holy Ghost fire in the Bible. In fact, fire was never meant, whatever you used to describe the Holy Ghost in the Bible. You will find one. Come and show me. I will give you money. Holy Ghost fire. I promise you. It's not in the Bible. Sunday. So, believer is not in the Bible. So, but, but let's say that somebody now Start sliding back. He's not serious with the things of God again. Let's call it backsliding believer. So a backsliding believer whose conscience is not intact anymore. Pastor, is that possible? First Timothy for verse 1 and 2. Please, let's see. Whose conscience has been seared with hot iron? It's in the Bible. Such a person is neglecting the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is still in him. Look at it. Say, now the spirit especially speak in the letter that some would depart from the faith, giving it to, to deceiving spirit. Deceiving spirit. Can they say seducing spirit? Seducing spirit is not those, those who come and seduce you spiritually. No, they are those who deceive you. <laughs> they have to amplify and change it in the New King James. Seducing spirit. That girl that seducing spirit. No, it's deceiving spirit. Spirit that teaches you wrong doctrine. That's what it means. Please go back to her. And doctrine of demons. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. Having their what? Eh? Seared with hot iron. At that point, you do what you like. You just do what you like. You are still a believer, but you just do what you like. You have about five girlfriends, sleep with all of them. At that point, you can call you a backsliding believer. You just do what you like. You think that, ah, grace, grace cover us. You are a backsliding believer at that point. Now, such a person... Such a person is in need of the law. Is it to obey? No. To show you how much you have deviated. The law could be good for you. And to show you that you cannot obey the law, you need a savior to obey the law. Could be good for the person. And to also prick his heart, that guy, you're not doing it right. Now, lastly on this, the law is not primarily for a man without the Holy Ghost. No. The law is for a man that is not born again. The law is for a man in case he's born again and he's not responding to the spirit of God, the law could be for him. Even though that's not the best solution for him. First Timothy 1 verse 9, please. First Timothy 1 verse 9. So, now, listen to this. The, the believer can obey laws without holding on to the laws. You're going to see that in Romans chapter 6. Let's read this together. Everybody. One, two, three, go. No, everybody, everybody. One, two, three, go. Knowing this, that the law is not for a righteous person, but for the lawless and insubordinate, for the ungodly and for sinners, for the unholy and profane, for mothers of fathers and brothers and mothers, for manslayers, verse 10, for fornicators, for sodomites, for kidnappers, for liars, for perjurers, and if there is anything contrary to what? Sound doctrine. So if a man receives sound doctrine, he doesn't, he doesn't need to receive the law as well. 
Do you understand? The Bible says, talk about the Holy Spirit. It says, against such, that's Galatians about 5 verse 22 or so, or 18. It says, against such, there is no law. As long as a man has the Spirit, he doesn't need the law. So back to Romans 3 verse 31. Romans 3 31. So now, do we then make void the, do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish it. For you, no. Do you understand that now? We don't establish the law for the believer. Do you understand that now? Do you get that now? <laughs> Please give me amplified version. Amplified. Do we do we then by this faith make the law of no effect, overthrow it, or, or make it the dead letter? Certainly not. On the contrary, we, we confirm and establish and uphold the law for the believer. No. The believer obeys the law without looking at the law. But the unbeliever or the battling believer might need the law. Do you understand that now? We're going to see. We're going to see more of that in Romans chapter six as we move on. We're going to see more of that. Romans three verse nineteen. Romans three verse nineteen. I think we've seen this as well too. It says, "Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law. Are you under the law? No, you are not. That every mouth will be what, and that all the world will become guilty before God. So the law." is designed to make all of us guilty before god do you understand that now very important to understand that as well too let's see what jesus said about this romans 10 verse 4 says that christ is the end of the law as touching righteousness but let me show you something in the book of mark in the book of matthew matthew 25 verse 17 matthew 5 verse 17 do not think that i'm come to destroy the law or the prophet i did not come to destroy it but to what to feel the word fulfill there means to satisfy. I have come to satisfy the law. Another word for that fulfill is execute. I have come to execute the law. Another word for that fulfill is finish. I have come to finish the law. Another word for that for that for that fulfill is verify. I have come to verify. I have come to accomplish the law. Another word is to complete. I have come to complete the law. I have come to end the law. I have come to end the law. I like. The other words there. So I have come to expire the law. Expire the law. Another word is I have come to perfect the law. The last one, I have come to check the law. The word check there is tick. That means that I fulfill this one, check. Fulfill this one, check. Fulfill this one, check, 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 check. After checking everything, then you have to you have to check, you have to fulfill them again. No, you don't have to. I have checked them for you. Can someone say amen to Jesus? Now, Romans chapter 4, from verse, from verse 16. I think, the, I think that, I think we need to answer that for you. Eh? Alright, good. Romans chapter 4, 16. Romans chapter 4, verse 16. Romans chapter 4, verse 16. We stop somewhere here. We stop at verse 17 or 18 last week. But let, let's take it from verse 16 now. It says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of faith, of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you, if you have a Bible like mine, you will see the word I have made you father of all the in italics meaning that it's what somebody said to somebody good 
they were cutting somewhere in um, I think I think um um somewhere in Genesis chapter chapter seventeen verse five. All right, we're quoting that. Now what what is being said here is this: whatever blessing, look at verse seventeen now, verse seventeen, sixteen and seventeen. Whatever blessing God had for the Jews is for you too. Can someone say amen to that? Now, all the blessings of God in the Old Testament they are with conditions. Am I right? If you obey and serve me, you will spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. Job 36 verse 11. Deuteronomy 29 and 29 talk about many blessings and many causes, but there were conditions attached to them. Right? Now, understand this. That since Jesus came, he fulfilled all the laws. Meaning that the conditions are not necessary for the believers anymore. So I can enter into Isaiah and say, Lay, rise, shine, your light has come, and the glory of God is upon you. I can prophesy from Isaiah and Ezekiel without giving you the conditions. If there are conditions I must give, I must take those conditions from the New Testament. If Jesus Christ fulfilled all the laws, it means that we access to all the blessings of God in Christ Jesus. Can someone say amen to that? Yeah, I get what I'm saying. There are, okay, okay. There are conditions you must fulfill to be wealthy in Nigeria. Am I right? So, as a father, having two sons, I fulfilled all the conditions and I now became very, very wealthy. Maybe I've had to do bricklaying, I've had to do carpentry, I've had to do all of those things, I've had to burn the midnight candle in one school in um, Abiokuta. Call Funab, red, red, and my head was catching all of that. And now, from getting a good job, I now own a company and all of that. Do you think that my children have to go through the same thing I went through? They will have to drink Gary like I was drinking Gary. They will have to, they will have to do condition rice, not concussion rice, condition rice to read and pass. They will have to be cooking beans in the same room and all of that. Now, if indeed I have suffered that much, I should be able to afford to send them to Harvard if I have made a lot of money. Do you get what I'm saying now? In Harvard, they will not have to kill themselves over everything because everything has, has gone to another level. Now, all the blessings that I, I, I enjoy, they will enjoy it and even more. Am I right? Now, in the same vein, if Jesus paid the price for us, do you have to pay the price again? Are you getting what I'm saying right now? Does it make any logical sense to you? Okay, beautiful. So, all the blessings of God in Genesis to Revelation. Malachi, Malachi, they are for you. Without the conditions. Do you get it now? Are you sure about that? Can we shout glory to God for that? So you can say, God blessings are for me. You don't mean it. Say, God blessings are for me. And they are for me forever. In the name of Jesus. Now, let's go further. Verse 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the praise of him whom he believed. That's God. God was the one saying this. Who gives life to the dead? Jesus. The Bible says that God gives life to the dead. And call... Talk to me. Can you shout it together? No, no, that's not everybody. Can you shout it very well? And calls... Those things 
which do not exist as though they did Jesus the woman was at old 80 years old dead womb and God said you are a mother of nations last week you asked the question sir at the, the what has missing that you know when you have a deadline that in two weeks i must get this and then as you are approaching deadline you are declaring god's word your confession start changing maybe you're expecting a certain amount of money as it's getting closer <laughs> i can't get this kind of money again lord even if it's 20 i give me from one million there god well maybe i need 10k 10k thank you thank you was not my problem if i have 10k i can delay but i told you last week that faith does not have deadlines we do not you see we don't we don't the deadline is not our, our god god is our god you see the moment you start changing what you are confessing it's no more faith it's something else entirely if god said i will give you a child and then you have you are entering 70 you're like uh, 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 i think at this point maybe it's my sister's child that you want to give me maybe it's my is my is my neighbor's child that, that i will i will have to adopt another god said a seed will come through you think about it very well they were 80 she was 80 years old the woman was 99 years old and god still said i will give you a child the bible says that god calls those things which do not exist as though they did you see god was in god was in trouble one time pastor what are you saying yeah genesis 1 verse 1 in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void the word form and void is from the Greek word toobou you can see that there's trouble as in formless shapeless nothing and i don't at that point what did god see god did not see light at all if i don't even think if light ever existed before that time and god said light be and light was God looked at a barren woman and she said, A child will come from you. At the point, the woman looked at God, started laughing. And God asked, Did you laugh? I did not laugh. God did not even say that because you have lied to me, I will not give you again. God wanted to show him that I will give you. How did she carry a child at 80 years old? How? 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 The language of God is a language of it can come to pass. It shall come to pass. It shall be. This is how I spoke to God. I said, God, if you can only ghost alone, only ghost alone impregnate the woman only ghost made a woman pregnant put a, a a seed in the womb of a woman um maybe me only ghost with the seed that you have given me the seed that happens when you have sex with both i should have a child and you see you should be able to challenge god this way talk to god this way those things that be not as though they were what 
are those things in your life that be not? As, as though they can even never be at all. <laughs> Some things look as if they can never, ever even be at all. They can never even be at all. I've seen 17, pre- 17 abortions give birth to a child. Even at this God. One day in Israel, they said that can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Uh, is it possible to have animals in the wilderness? How, God said, I will give you meat. Say, how we meet? Come, wilderness. How we meet? Come. And the next day, God sent quail. He said that it was so much that they, they ate and they were dying. This God. This God. This God. How, how, how do you limit God with your confession and your profession? How? How? Because those things that do not exist as though they were. He didn't see light, but he said, let there be light. And there was light. He said, I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything impossible for me to do? And that, that God lives in you. lives in you that God lives in you if it's possible for God it is possible for me the only thing that is impossible for me is what is impossible for God to do if God can do it I can do it if God can make it happen he can make it happen through me. Can someone shout amen to Jesus? So, verse 18. Verse 18. Who contrary to hope? Ah! Contrary to hope. In hope. When hope turns his back on you, give me another mic for before you take this one. When hope turns his back for you, back on you, you see, say, in hope, I believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The who contrary to hope. In hope, he believed. That Hallelujah. That's what? That he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. What was spoken? It was quoted here. So, what did Abraham believe God for? What did God say that Abraham held on to? God said, Look at the stars. God, I can't count them. He says, So shall your descendants be. And he had not even one child. You'll be wondering, my descendants, stars, and I cannot count. But you see, when you are holding on to God's word, put your mind away. Your mind is the problem. Put your mind away. Put your mind away. Put blank your mind. 
and look at the world. Blank your mind and look at the world. What has been said? What did God say to you? Because your mind is the problem. If, if your mind tries to analyze the world, it won't come to pass. You will never believe it. Believe God is part of what your mind says. Can someone say amen to that? He said, he said God told him that so. In fact, maybe Abraham did not even hear this. He just said, so shall your descendants be. That's all that Abraham heard. And he held on to it. Did it come to pass? Talk to me. Did it come to pass? So he became the father of many nations through this. What is faith? Number one, faith is believing in hope when everything is hopeless. You can write it down. Faith is believing in hope when everything is hopeless. When everything is lost, we still believe. So stop changing your expectation because of time. Stop. In fact, that is not even changing your expectation because of time is not faith. It's not even the hope in gospel, it's the hope in the world. Because I'm hoping it didn't come to pass. Let me change it. Let me hope again. That's not God. I declare in the name of Jesus. What you have believed God for will come to pass. I declare in the name of Jesus. What you have believed God for. That that you have even forgotten about will come to pass. In the name of Jesus. You know, some things become normal with you. Just just normal with me. Well, it's not my job. It's a normal thing with us in our family. It's like a normal thing that can never change. I declare it change now in the name of Jesus. Verse 19. Verse 19. Verse 19. And not being weak in faith. He did not consider his own body. He did not consider his own body. I'm old already. The Bible says he did not consider his own body. You see, you have been considering the things that are happening so much. So you are dropping faith. He did not consider his own body. His body cannot carry a child. His body cannot supply the seed for a child. The body of the wife cannot, cannot carry a child at those, at those times. He says he did not consider his own body already dead since he was 100 years old. And the deadness of what? At that time, the womb should have been dead. But God said no. God said no. It is not menopause. It is menopause. It only paused for a while. I will start the menu again. Can someone say amen to Jesus? Your menu is not going to pause in the name of Jesus. Verse 20. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. But it was what? Can you shout it, church? But it was what? It was strengthening faith. What was it busy doing? It was busy giving glory to God. Was giving glory to God. You see, when things are not working for you, faith is giving glory to God. When you look at it, it will not happen at all. Faith is giving glory to God. It did not waver at God's, it did not shake as God promised, but was busy giving glory to God. Can someone say glory to God? When we shout glory to God, you don't understand what I'm doing. Can you shout glory to God one more time? Can you shout glory to God one more time? Faith, faith 
is what works when your five senses stop working. Faith is what works when your sense of reasoning, your sense of sight, your sense of smell, your sense of touch, your sense of, of taste, they are not looking like that thing can come to pass again. Faith is what begins to work at this point in time. So faith is a sixth sense. And it's a real sense. Uh, Pastor, let's face the, let's face the fact. Let's face, let, in the real sense, no. The real sense is the sense of faith. Faith is the real sense. The sense that you need when nothing making sense. The only sense of faith is that God said it. If God said it, then we what? What happens? It is what? Settled. Someone says, God said it. He didn't shout. He said, God said it. And now I believe it. And that settles it. Hallelujah. He said, I'm blessed. Ah, you have forgotten. He said, I'm blessed. He said, I am lifted. He said, I'm a success. I am victorious. We say, God said it. And eh? that settles it. God said it. I believe it. That said. It is madness to give glory to God when you have not seen it. When you have seen it, you can dance and dance and dance. When you, when you, you have not seen it and you are dancing about it, they're like, what happened? Say, ah. Can't you see? Can't you see my car downstairs? Can't you see my Vesa? I have bought it already now. Say, where is it? Say, Let me go and check. Check, check. You did not see it. Say, you cannot see. You are only seeing with your, with your one sense. May I have the sixth sense? I am blessed. I've got it. Faith is not that we get it. Faith is that I've gotten it. Jesus told Thomas, He said, Blessed are those who have not seen, but they believe. Tell you, you have seen that. You, have, you want to see before you believe. That is not that is not faith. That's not faith. Seeing is not believing. Seeing is knowing. Seeing is not believing. If you have to believe it, then you have not seen it. Hallelujah. Can someone give glory to God this, this morning? Can someone give glory to God this morning? Can you give glory to God this morning? There is something you are believing God for that has not come to pass physically, but it has come to pass in you. Can you give glory to God for it? Can you give glory to God for it? Can you give glory to God for it? Give glory as if you have gotten it. Can you give glory to God for it? Please give me KJV. KJV. He did not waver at the promise of God. I love this one. He staggered not. He did not shake. He staggered not at God's promise. True unbelief. But he was strong in faith. Giving glory to God. Was giving glory to God. I am busy giving glory to God because what God has said has come to pass already. You see, God is not reacting, God is providing. What God has said has come to pass already. Can you rejoice? Hallelujah! 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 We are giving glory to God. We are, you see, when we shout glory to God. We are not just trying to fill the time. 
we are saying because indeed it's glory to God. We are saying it because what God has said has come to pass. Can you shout glory to God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We shout glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said that you, you must, if you do not have a two one, you cannot make it in, in this Nigeria. You cannot have a good job. Who told you that? Who told, who told you that? Who told you that? Who, who told you that? It's a big lie. Because God did not say it. Whoever said it, it is far, 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 foul. God didn't say it. God did not say it. God, the Bible says, let God be true and every man be a liar. Let God be true. Finish in school well. It is good. But in case you couldn't finish well. In case you couldn't finish well. Let me, let me share a small testimony with you. My wife, when she was going to get a job, she took out that God is, said that, God, I hear that you want me to work in Standard Bank. In Standard Bank. I work in Standard Bank. And then she was giving glory to God. She was even giving offering for, for what she wanted. And then they did interview. All of those things. She finished something very, very close to a two-one because she, was, she had some issues in school. So, ah, no, your results cannot take this. Sorry. And then she went home. And then she said, that, God, thank you. I am working in Standard Bank. He said, she kept declaiming. They do not recruit if you don't have a two-one in Standard BTC Bank. She kept declaiming the word. She kept declaiming the word. She kept declaring the word. After someone, they called her. They gave her to start a position higher than the one that they were offering her before. Do you think that God is not alive? Who, who made the law? Who made the man that made the law? Who made the man that made the law? So they bent the law for our sake. They bent the law for our sake. Pastor Chris Oyakilome said that when he was finishing his school, he said that he would not graduate because he had some issues. Said me, I won't graduate. Say, say it's not possible. Over only him, Senate sat down to discuss. <laughs> when the man had prayed, they called him back. Say, come, 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 I graduate. Shall be going, be going. And they told him that nobody else will get this advantage again. You should be happy, Abby. He said, if another child of God believes, he will get it again. God is impossible. There is nothing like impossible with God. If you have impossible you go and erase it because it is not in our dictionary. It is not, there is nothing like impossible with God. It's staggered not that God's promise. God, you said I work in Standard Bank. I'm going to work in Standard Bank. And, she, and then she was dancing. She was giving praise to God. After she missed that, they called her in her family and said, Come, come let's get another job for you. She said, No, I don't have another job. This is my job. After three months, they called her. And gave her a higher position. Isn't that God? Do you think it's normal? Is that normal? God is coming through for you this month. I said this month, God is coming through for you. So when we are shouting, they are, they are used, youth, they like shouting. Now that's why they are shouting. They are shouting, glory, glory. That is glory, glory, glory. When they start giving testimony, you'll be wondering. You'll be wondering. You'll, be, you'll not be wondering. You'll not be wondering. You not be wondering. You not be wondering. You not be wondering. Hallelujah. Great things are happening to you this month. In the name of Jesus. They're happening.
the name of Jesus. Can you shout one more time for joy? Can you shout one more time for joy? Can you shout one more time for joy? Hallelujah! 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 You can please have your seat in God's presence. Let's move a bit further. Verse 21 now. 21 now. 21. He says, And he was being, he was, and being fully convinced <laughs> that what he had promised, he was able to perform. What God has promised, he was able to perform. You see, you can look at the Bible. There is no word of God for private interpretation. You can look at the Bible and take any word from the Bible as yours. It's yours. Anything that is there is yours. You can take it and it becomes yours. The Bible says knowing that no passage of the scripture is for any private interpretation. If it can happen to one, it can happen to all. You don't get If it can happen to one, it can happen to all. I'm telling Small time, is that calling people here? Come and take your visa. Shall come and take your visa. You don't understand. <laughs> Shall come and take your visa. Shall come and take it. You have been, come and take your visa. Come and take your visa. By the time angels start appearing to the man at the embassy, the man, there's a guy, there's a guy in your church. His name is Ato. Give him his visa. There's a guy that has been coming. He's been coming. He's been coming. His name, his name, his name, his name is Francis. Give me his, his visa. There's a man. He has been applying. He has been applying, applying. Her name is Esther. Give her a job. Leave her alone. Let her just take a job. Let her just take a job. Yours is next in the name of Jesus. You see, if your life only works by the natural trajectory, you are not a Christian. If all that happens to you is, uh, Pastor, I, I, I wrote that exam, I, I read very well, I wrote that exam very well, I passed it, went for the interview, I talked in, wore a nice suit, wore a fine shoe, answered all the questions very well. Hey, hey, well, I have gone for an interview before, and before going, somebody called me and sent me all the questions. In fact, in fact, when he called me to his house, he said, sit down, and we're talking. He said, what should I have school? He said, write this down. I was writing number one, number two, number three, to number ten. After writing everything down, he said, write it for me another paper. So he said the question in my presence. I gave him the, the other paper and I went to my house. Went to go and search. And when I got to my house, some of the questions, the next day I went for the interview. It came out the same way we set it. We set the, in, the exam in, in his house. Guess what? The people that were writing the exam with me, they were his church members. He just met me like a week ago. After the exam, I was going and he called me back. He said, I don't even want to mark it again. Come and take the job. He said, I don't even want to mark it again. I don't want to, want to mark it again. He said, those who asked me to set the exam, they said, they just come in and come and go and take the job. It will, come to, it will come to pass for you in the name of... God will bend principles for your sake. In the name of Jesus. It will come to pass for you. To come to pass for you. You think that all those who have made this is just because of Ozu? Oh, just the Ozu, 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 Ozu. It's not all about Ozu. It's not all about Ozu. Those who are hustling the most, they are kind of you don't know. They are hustling better. So people are hustling inside AC. They are hustling inside AC. It's okay. 
don't expect that everything will go natural. I'm telling you. If it did not go natural for Abraham, it will not go natural for me in Jesus' name. It will not go natural for me in Jesus' name. It will go supernatural for me in the name of Jesus. Supernatural, supernatural. My village people in heaven, they will make it work for me. In the name of Jesus. My village people in heaven will make it work for me. My village people in heaven will make it work for me in the name of Jesus. Ah, they are following me. They are following me. From, from my village, they are following me from Zion. They are following me from Zion. They are following me from Zion. They are following me. They are. Okay, they follow you. Yes, they are following me. They are following me. They are following me from Zion. They are following me from Zion. They are going to make it work for me. In the name of Jesus. Me, I want to go to every continent of the world. It will come to pass. I don't know about your own. Say your own. Don't, don't do be looking. Say your own. Say your own. It will happen for you too. In the name of Jesus. It will happen for you too. They will be asking, ah, ah, who dash monkey banana? It does not look like, like his testimony. It doesn't always look like it. It does not always look like it. Great wealth is coming for you in Jesus' name. My father Abraham, one day he had three guests. Someone say three. Say they should kill one cow. Three guests. Three guests. You see that there's no prosperity in God's kingdom. Three guests. My father Abraham. Three guests. He said, ah, it's not them coming. Please, kill one of the cows. One cow for three guests. You don't understand. It's not chicken, no. It's not chicken, it's not chicken no. It's not chicken, no. We kill one cow. We kill one cow. Three guests. Somebody is here. You're going to be stupendously wealthy. Stumping, stumping, stumping money. In the name of Jesus. One day, an ungodly man said, say, if devourer enter my money, say, you will eat, 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 it will get tired. The money will still be plenty. So if devourer enter the money, say, eat, 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 if devourer will leave. Someone that is not born again can talk like that. And you, you have God in your inside. Money is emitting money in my account. My account is overflowing with abundance. The God I serve is the God of too much. Too much money. Too much life. Too much beauty. Too much car. Too much, too much. In the name of Jesus. It is yours in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hey, glory to God. Look at the next verse. 22. And therefore... Because he believed God. He said it was accounted for unto him. For what? God was like, you are right. Because you believe me, you are right. It's not because you did anything right. Because you believe you are right. Say you are right. Because that you are right. Say, as in, you are righteous, you are right. Everything you do is right. You are 100% perfect in my sight. That, 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 that's what God was saying. That's what God said. Now look at the next verse. I love this one. Oh God. Now. It was not beaten for his sake alone. <laughs> hey, that is it was not beaten for his sake alone that it was imputed to him. Verse 24. 24. He says in 24, please move there fast, 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 fast. But for who? For us also. To whom it shall be what? Imputed. If we what? Believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. You believe? Do you believe? It's for your sake too. 
It's for your sake too. Your purpose will find expression in the name of Jesus. Your purpose will come to pass in the name of Jesus. If any child of God believe, the same will happen for him. That's what Pastor B said. That child of God will get it done. If you can believe, we get it done. Remember that, um, that, that they were writing about Solomon. That there was none before him, none after him. He said, it's not true. It's not true. That several after him. Several after him. When Jesus came, Jesus said, greater than Solomon is here. <laughs> and he said, he lives in us. I am greater than Solomon. They will ask you, who is the wise man that, that ever lived? He said, Solomon is the wise man that ever lived. And you are here. Precious man, Solomon, and you, and you, you are here. The Bible says that all of the treasures of wisdom in God has been given to the believer. This is in the Bible. It's in Ephesians. It says Christ has been made unto us wisdom greater than Solomon. He's holding the mic this morning and he's talking to you. Greater than Solomon in wisdom and in wealth. He's talking to you this morning. I don't know about you. Greater than Solomon is here. You see, the Bible says that when, when the queen of Sheba came to check Solomon out, when she got there, queen of Sheba, powerful queen, the Bible says that there was no more life in her. She passed out. She first fainted out. What is this? He said, I have heard about you, about how your servants were arrayed, about the wealth in your kingdom. He said, but not even half were told me. I didn't even hear the half of it. He said, see this? And greater than Solomon is here. Greater than Solomon is here. <laughs> I declare this morning, you will no longer be confused again. You will always know what to do in the name of Jesus. You will always know what to do in the name of Jesus. You will always know what to do in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Great things are happening to you. Great things are happening to you. Great things are happening for you. In the name of Jesus. He says, It shall be imputed to us who believe in him. Who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. Who was delivered up? Who was, that's Christ. Delivered up. To surrender, to yield up. In fact, the word delivered up is from the Greek word me. One of the meanings is to be put in prison. Jesus was put in prison for our offenses. And guess what? He was also raised. He was raised up. The word raised up is from the Greek word egero. E-G-E-I-R-O. It means to, to waken, to rise from sleep, to rise from sitting, to, from lying, to rise from, from disease, to rise from the dead. It means to rise from obscurity, from inactivity, from ruin, from non-existence. He was, he was raised up our justification. I declare in the name of Jesus. Somebody is rising from this service. You see, there has been a long line of no action in your life. Like, nothing is even happening in your life. I declare you are rising in the name of Jesus. You are rising from obscurity in the name of Jesus. You are rising from ruin in the name of Jesus. You are rising from sickness in the name of Jesus. You are rising. You are rising. You are rising in the name of Jesus. You are rising. You are ri- Except God is not God. You are rising. 
poverty is enough over in the name of jesus you are rising in the name of jesus you are rising all right jesus was jesus was raised again for justification if he was raised then you are raised if he was raised then you are raised he was raised justification there is our prison break the prison is open we are escaped we are escaped forever hallelujah escape from anything negative escape from anything that is not of god escape from anything. escape from every failure disappointment escape from diseases escape from obscurity you are escaped in the name of jesus it's broken. We are free forever in the name of Jesus. And check what verse chapter 5, verse 1 says. It says that therefore we being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Can you say can you say with me? Say, I have peace with God. I have peace with God in the name of Jesus. So welcome to the grace order. You are in the new order. It's called the order of grace. The order of grace. You know what I like about grace? The closest word that I find with grace is grease. When something is not working, when you apply oil, when you apply grease to it, it begins to work. When you go to barb your hair, and then they discover some dandruff on your hair, what do you need? You need what? Oil. Just put some oil. It begins to function perfectly. When it's too hard, when something is too hard, just add some oil to it. It's going to work the way it should work. When the padlock cannot open, you just put some oil inside. It opens easily. Oil, grace, grease makes things easy. I declare ease for you in the name of Jesus. We are in the grace order. Order of grace. Order of grace. You can choose your own order. Some people want to choose the order of stress. But there is order of grace for us. How do I explain grace? I like to call grace this. Grace is God in my race. Hallelujah. It's God in my race. It's God in my race. The Bible says, Hebrews chapter 11, I think verse 2 now. It says, looking unto Jesus. Can you come please? Can you give me a drumstick? Drumstick, drumstick please. Drumstick. Drumstick. God in my race. God in my race. God in my race. God in my race. When Paul was writing it, it was it was it was it was explaining based on an, an Olympic race because I read the concordance. Looking unto Jesus, the what? The author. He's the one that starts the race. Please go and run. Jesus was the one that is running. And when you give me the batting, you stay in front of me. Can you run, please? Take it back. You take it back. That's what it means. It says, looking. Come back, please. Come back, please. Come and do it again. Run down, please. If you want to collect a button from, from, from the person that is running before you, what do you do? You look back, right? Look back. Forward. Look back. Forward. Look back. Forward. You take it back. Looking unto Jesus. The author. He started the race for us. You take the button from him. Give it back to him. The finisher of the race. But some people want to they want to start the race. Run, 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 run. Nobody is taking the batting. People people let you let's carry for you. No, don't carry for me. Don't carry for me. I will run the race that has been set before me by myself and I will accomplish what has been said before me. So that I can say that like Paul, I have run the race, I have finished my course and there he said before me, you might die before you finish the race. 
They said, let us help you to run this. They're like, no, 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 no. They're like, no, no, no. They even said you should give the guarantee. They say you don't, you don't want guarantor. Say you don't want guarantor. Oh God. Say you don't want guarantor. He, he, he doesn't even want to be guarantor alone. He wants to be the runner of the race for you. He said, looking unto Jesus, the author. After he has given it to you, give it back to him, the finisher of your feet. That's the work. But you, you like to walk. I know you like to walk. You see, when we are walking, we are walking with grace. Paul said, I labor more than them all, but I am walking in grace. But the labor was easy for me. This week, I, I, was, I was in the restroom, I think yesterday, and I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking about the word lock. Have people said that the, the word lock is not for, not for the believer? Yes, it looks like, true, yes, because the Holy Ghost is in us. But I think the word lock is a good word. Lock, someone said, is laboring under correct knowledge. People can labor, they can labor and labor and nothing will work. But when you are laboring under the right knowledge, you know what to mix. You know what to put. I've cooked rice before. You put some things and it didn't come out the way you want it to come out. Because you didn't know what to put at the time you should put it. But when you are laboring under correct knowledge, it looks as if you are doing jazz. As if, are you the only one that is working for? I don't know that I know how to do it. It may, it may not be doing so much different from what another person is doing, but you are doing the right thing. Grace for the right thing is given to you in the name of Jesus. We are in the grace order. Grace order. Order of grace. Order. <laughs> order of grace. Order of grace. You see, we have been talking about faith since. Faith, 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 faith. What, what, is faith, what has faith come to do? Faith has come to give us grace. What has come to do? Go back to Romans 5 verse 1. He has come to give us grace. That's the purpose. The purpose of faith is to release unto us grace. But before you can release unto us grace, the issue of sin must be dealt with first, right? That's why we don't have peace with God. Because it says, having been justified by faith, having been made free by faith, we have what? Peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You know, I love the way grace is defined in the, in the, in the, in the original. It says, grace is the acceptance the benefit, the pleasure, the favor, the free gift of God that we never deserved. We don't deserve it. He just gives it to us. Another one says, grace is divine influence upon the earth and is reflection in your life. So God pour grace in your heart first. You are not able to see it. But you now start seeing it manifesting in your life. Something is working for me that I cannot see. Even though I cannot see it, but it's working for me. It's called oil, grace. Do you know what David said? He said, you anointed my head with oil. Then my cup of blessing begins to what? To run over. I declare oil, grace. Grace upon your life. Grace on my life. Oil on my head. Speed to my feet. Wealth in my hands. Glory to God. Glory to God. Grace on my life. Grace on my life. Grace on my life. 
It's on my life. You cannot see it, but it's on my life. It's what makes me be fed above others. It's on my life. It's on my life. It's on my life. You see, to succeed in life, you need more than work. You need grace. You need grace. You need grace. You need grace. Grace is working for us. In the name of Jesus. Grace is working for us. In the name of Jesus. Verse 2, please. Verse 2. Verse 2. True womb. Also, we have what? Access. You see, I have a key card. Into my grace. I want to enter into my room. And then I have a key card. Every time I go, in, go into, into, uh, to the door of the room, just to take the card, check the door, the sensory, and then it's opened. Oh yeah, what, what I'm entering into is grace. What I have with me to enter it is faith. Maybe you don't have a key card in there. You don't have a key in the name of Jesus. You will start using key card to enter rooms. Um, so you will start using key, key card to enter rooms in Jesus' name. You will start using key card to enter rooms in Jesus' name. When they start lodging you all over the world, start lodging you all over the world, key card is what you will be using to enter rooms in the name of Jesus. The first time I used key card to enter rooms, long ago, just look at it like this. Thank God I've watched movies. So something, this card, nothing is on it now. White, everything. Just touch one thing like this, and then the door will open. Door will also open. A key card is fit. Where I'm entering. Every time you use key card to enter a room, it's always a fine room. It's always a fine room. It's always a very fine room. In fact, when you say it's time to check out, you don't want to check out. <laughs> The key card is grace, is faith. What you are entering into is grace. What you have been learning all this while has just been the key card. We are in the real thing now. Grace, 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 grace. <laughs> True, also we have access by faith into his grace, which in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So the purpose of the grace is that we now begin to live a life of ever, ever rejoicing in the glory of God. That's what it meant to Jesus. The season of rejoicing is here in the name of Jesus. Give me a message version, please. Message version from verse 1. I'm going to shout this. I'm going to read it loud. From verse 1. Let's read. By entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, set us right with Him. Make us fit for Him. We have it all together with God because of our Master Jesus. Verse 2. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and open at the same. Sorry, sorry. Let's do it again. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that He has already thrown open His door to us. We find ourselves standing where we have always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open space of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise and say, "Glory to God." I find myself where I've always wanted to be. In the name of Jesus. In the best of God. You're in the best of God for your life. In the name of Jesus. How many of you are enjoying this word bath this morning? Can you shout, can you shout glory to God one more time? Verse 3. Verse 3. Verse 3. I love, I love verse 3 to verse 5 so much. See, and not only that. What about the times that is not looking exciting? Not only that. But we also glory in tribulation. What about the time that... You see, let me take this to us before I talk about this tribulation. 
I love the homologue I picked this morning. First Peter 5 verse 10. He said, the God of all grace, after you have suffered for, you see, your suffering should not pass a while. It should never pass a while. It should not pass a while. The Bible says, after you have suffered, uh, first Peter 5 verse 10. Go now. Uh, see what you're here. First Peter 5 verse 10. Let everybody see it. And but may the God of all grace, who has called us unto what? Eternal glory by when you, when you eternal glory, they, they think it's heaven. It's just heaven, eternal glory. Eternity is more than heaven. Eternity is before heaven and it passes heaven. <laughs> eternity is something that has no beginning, no end. So when you say eternal glory, rejoice because you already have it. I say glory to God. But may the God of all grace, who has called us unto eternal enjoyment in Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, a while, you can define your a while. So you a while is ten years. So you your a while can be just one week. They ask my old man, tell us the time you suffer most in your life. He said, then when we were in London and my father forgot to come and pick us in school. Ah, so Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. That is, that is a why for him. That's a why. He's suffering for a while. That's a why for him. We were in school in London. Your father forgot to come and pick you in the school. Now call that one suffering. We are explaining that life is difficult. I've been through tough times before. You know, I remember one time I was in I was in London. I was in school, and our father forgot to come and pick us. <laughs> Who should they leave in school? <laughs> I know some people here. If you, if you, say they, not even school now. You should just, just forget them in London. <laughs> not in school, London. No, oh, forget them in London. Forgot in the school in London. Oh God. For so long, hey, why is for a while though? For a while, for a while, for a while. No suffering is permitted to be for more than a while. Henceforth, in Jesus' name, go back to Romans chapter, chapter 5, chapter 5, chapter 5, and verse 3. And not only that, we also glory in what. In tribulation, even when we have we have our times, we see glory, we see rejoice. Why? Is it because God wants to just make us suffer? Look at this. It's not God that brings tribulation in the first place, but look at this. The word tribulation means pressure, burdens, trouble, at times, persecution, affliction, anguish. But the Bible says that knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, tribulation produces patience. Now the word perseverance there. It means staying power. It means constancy. It means consistency. Any tribulation that comes should all should only be there to help you know how to be patient. And the Bible says, after patience, verse four, it says, it says, perseverance produces what character. It makes you strong in character. New King James says it produces experience. You know how to now do it. The word experience there, it means trust. You cannot trust the process. You know that, okay, if I do it like this, I will get this. I do it like that, I will get this. So this won't happen now. Okay, I went through this. So, okay, so this is how it went. Oh, I know how to undo issue like this now. Someone said one day, he said that if, if, we, 
very very wealthy man billionaire say if we become poor today we say we'll not to become rich again say because we have gone through some phases before so god allows you to go through those phases so that if anything happens again you just smile ah, ah, we have gone through it before we know how to go through it again we'll pass through it do you get the you get the meaning now that's why god gives that or allows that and experience produces hope 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 is what makes you cope and the word hope means confidence the word hope means sure expectation the word hope means anticipation the word hope is a sure word it's a sure word hope is sure it does not disappoint look at what verse 5 says it is a hope make it not ashamed because the love of god is shed abroad in our hearts by the holy ghost this is what it says you see you see if the, if god can put all of his love in your heart then he can give you anything if you can put all of his love in your heart then you can be sure that hoping in him does not make you ashamed go back to verse 3 and give me a message version please let's read it together message there is more to come we continue to what shout our praise even when we were held in, in, in with troubles because we know that troubles what can develop passionate patience in us verse 4 and how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue keeping us alert for whatever god do what we do next you see that you see that now same thing i was explaining verse, verse 5 now verse 5 now in a lot expectancy such as this we are never left to change quite the contrary oh i love this it says we cannot round up enough containers to hold everything god generously pours into our life through the holy ghost it means that if you get more container fill it there is there is still more to put more container fill it there is still more to put more container fill it there is still more to put if you keep filling containers all over the world god's love is still planting your heart if god can give you his love you see this love i'm talking about it's not that it's not just god helping you love people no you can't give up you don't have god first loves you and the love he showers on you is the amount of love that no container in the world can contain and that is how we, that is what we love people from and so some people now think that uh, god will love them based on how they love others you see now you see now this verse this, by, the word of god is too much you, god is not loving you based on how you love others no what does conditional love means unconditional love means if it's unconditional it's not based on any factor how you get what i'm saying now the love of god the love of god is what enables you to love others well it is not it's not you loving others that enable god to love you well because one is more superior which is god's love amen are you getting this are you loving this can you shout glory to god so if god can love you that much then is hope in the fact that your tribulation working patience your patience working what working character your character working what hope you can be sure that it will come to pass great things are coming to pass for you in the name of jesus can you shout amen somebody can you shout amen somebody let me check my time wow it's 11 o'clock let me do 15 more minutes i'm going to round up now say three chapters <laughs> this is well all right we'll, we'll finish chapter five let's, let's go let's go let's go verse six verse six verse six now he began to explain the love that he has for us now look at it he said for when we're without strength in due time
time christ died for who for the ungodly jesus died for the ungodly hey wait who die for the ungodly for scarcely for a righteous man we won't die if you can die for anybody let me see your hands up you can die for somebody Ah, what about the love of your life life of your love so you have been lying to the person so you can't die for anybody so what is your my, your my tomatoes it is on <laughs> wait 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 you can't die for anybody wow only jesus can die for people wow so when we're without strength in due time credit for the ungodly for scarcely look at this please follow the carefully for scarcely for a righteous man we won't even die that means that people don't even die for people that are righteous yet by adventure perhaps for a good man someone would even even try and even dare to die for a good man you can even still try say that man is a good man let me try and die for him even though you will not do it but god god demonstrated his love towards us that what why we were yet sinners christ what died for us and someone say glory to god he died for us when we were sinners and i love the next verse i love the next verse i'm going to be seeing the law of much more much more much more much more <laughs> it says much more then having now been justified having now been declared righteous having now been called discharged and acquainted by his blood we shall be saved from wrath through him if god listen very carefully to this some people don't, don't some people don't understand god may just no small but this more i know let me explain to you based on the word he said if he died for an ungodly man you now he died for you when you were ungodly right have you now much more than having now become godly having now been justified by his blood you shall be what from through your good deeds think about it now somebody preached to you brother jesus loves you even though you are sinning right now he, he died for you he, he cares for you he wants he, he loves you so much and then you come to church and then you are now saved the next day the message you are hearing is god is angry with you god is angry with you yesterday what did you do god is angry with you the bible says that god is exactly against such a message he said if he died for you and made you righteous not because of what you have done he said he will save you from wrath the believer cannot make hell the believer cannot lose heaven if he died for you when you were a sinner now that you are a saint he will do more for you he will do more for you is wondering pastor the believer cannot go to hell what are you saying they say that it's what god catches in your hand that used to judge you which bible say that which one which one which version which version now which version 
He has forgiven me all my sins and sent the Holy Ghost. That lives in me. That lives in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say much more than having been justified. There is no condition here. See, now that you have been justified by his blood, much more. He said, much, much more means that there is more to what we are talking about than what we were before. What we were before was that he died for you when you were a sinner. Now, much more. He will do much more for you now that you are a saint in him. He will save you from the wrath through him. Verse 9, verse, verse 10, verse 10 now. For if when you were enemies, you were what? Through the death of his son. Much more. I mean, being reconciled. You shall be what? Saved by his life. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. What do you need God to save you from? You shall be saved by his life. Much more. I love the word reconcile. Because the word reconcile here is not, you see, the word reconcile is either from the Greek word katalaso or dalaso. What, what that? You know, it's two people. Dala, reconcile. Dalaso means that. Apostle and I, we had an issue. They will now have, have a dialogue. Say, so you, you were wrong. I, I didn't like what you did. So and so. Me too, I'm sorry. I didn't do it well. You too, you talk. Yes, it's true. I didn't do it well. Uh, can you go? And all of that. And so I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. That is Dalaso. But the word reconcile here is not Dalaso. It is so. It means somebody somewhere stood up and said, even though you were wrong, you stood up and then you walked to him. What you can see? Apostle. Apostle, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I w- it was wrong. No, no discussion. I'm sorry, I was wrong. I'm very, very sorry. And it was honest because God is the one doing it. Look at the Bible. See For if we were, if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son. Much more, having been reconciled, having been catalyzed, He was the one that came. That was, that's why that day that the prodigal son came home, when the father saw him from afar, explaining what happened in salvation, the father, Jewish father, they always wear long jalamia. The father rolled up. He rolled it up. And he started to run. He was running so fast to go and meet his son. That is how God ran to us. If God ran to you like that, you think he will leave you because you have, you have, you have made a blunder? Because you've seen once. He will seen plenty. He will now leave you. Think about the love of God now. Just, that's what he was saying. The love of God. My wife carried baby for nine months because he now poo-pooed. So you are poo-pooing too much. Five times in a day, you, you are poo-pooing too much. That's how you should think about it. The Bible says that if we were enemies with God, God himself came to reconcile us to himself. Having been reconciled much more, much more, he will take care of us even more. He will lavish more love on us. Hallelujah. God ran. God ran. God ran. God ran to man. Man was the one that messed up. And God brought Jesus to die. Not man to die. 
and God ran to man to reconcile man to himself. Can someone say amen to Jesus? Verse 11. I'm loving this so much. Verse 11. He said, and not only that, ah, what again now? What again? But we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation in the Alasso. We have received it. Hallelujah. Someone, someone shout for joy in this house this morning. Shout for joy in this house one more time this morning. Now, verse 12. Let's quickly finish chapter 5. And then we'll, we'll, we'll continue later. Chapter 5. Verse 12. I am in the grace order. Can you shout? You say, I'm in the grace order. No, people are of different order. Different orders. Different order. I belong to the grace order. It's not a life of stress. It's not a life of, of so much stress. No, it's a life of grace. It's a great life. It's a great life. Jesus has done it for us. So we must enjoy what he has done. Have you now? We have access to his grace through faith. Can someone say amen to Jesus? Therefore, just as, just as true one man's sin, Troy, just as true one man, sin entered the world. And death through sin, because sin is Liverpool. Sorry, if you're a Liverpool fan. Sin does not work alone. Never work alone. Sin entered the world. And when sin entered the world, it came with death, right? And thus, death spread to all men. Because all sin. All did not sin, but he said all sin. You see, you did not become a sinner because you sin. Listen to this. You became a sinner because you were born. You did not become a sinner before you, because you sin. You became a sinner because they born you. You did not become a saint because you did right you became a saint because you are born again birth is what determines it that is why we're talking about the grace order it's an order you're going to see it now verse 13 please verse 13. for unto the law sin was in the world but it, it was not called sin it was not imputed when there was there was no law the law the law is, was what made sin sin are you getting it now verse 14 now 14 14 please move fast you have to move very very fast nevertheless Death reigned from who? Adam to Moses. Even over those who did not sin according to the way that Adam sinned. Who is a type of him who was to come? That's a type of Jesus Christ. Now, Adam, can you come please? Adam is not the name of a man alone. Adam means mankind. The Bible says that this man, Adam, is a type of another man. Who wants to come? Can you come, please? This is a type of this man. This man is called Jesus Christ. He's also called Adam. First Adam. No, no. First Adam. Last Adam. First mankind. Last mankind. One other. Another other. Are you getting what I'm saying now? He said, even now, death reigned from Adam. Can you come, please? Death will reign from Adam. Can you come and stand here, please? Can, can, can you shift very well? It will reign from Adam down to Moses, even over those who in this in their midst, those who did not commit the sin that you committed. Death was on them because you know sin is never work alone. Sin entered, it entered with death. They died, they were dying. They died spiritually, majorly, not even physically first, spiritually. That means that their soul and God had no connection. It was severe from God. According to the likeness of now, verse 15, please. But when you, when you hear the word but, if I'm going this way and I hear the word but, that means it's a direction. 
But the free gift is not like the offense. Why did now let me ask a question? Why did death ring from this man to this man? Why? Did he sin? Those were in their midst. Is it because he sinned? Because this man sinned, right? Right? Talk to me now. Now you see, you see, we must be intelligent in dissecting the Bible. And this intelligence will manifest now. See, but the free gift is not like the offense, even though it's like it in a way. But not like it totally. You see it now. For if by the one man's offense, many what? Wait, which means that you are not committed the offense. He didn't commit the offense. The people that are here didn't commit the offense. He committed the offense and all of them died. Please, be just about it. Be just about it. Be sincere about this. Much more! The grace of God and the gift by the grace of this one man abandoned to what? To who? So if his offenses can abound to many, then his grace should also abound to many, right? But all of us, or most of us, think that his offenses is more powerful than his grace. So we don't consider the word much more. The most important word here is the word much more. You must put you must put the word much more in view that what this man carries is much more than what this man carried. Understand that the blessing has more potency than the causes. Because the carrier of the blessing, the distributor of the blessing, has more power than the one that spread the cause. Jesus and Adam, if they stand together, one will bow. Which one will bow? Eh? If you don't believe, you'll get to heaven and you discover. You talk to them, yeah, two of you come. And then you see the other one. You will say, I cannot come. Even if I have to come, I cannot come and be walking the same way. I have to bow and come. He says, and the gift, the grace of God, not only the grace of God. See, not only the grace of God, not, not, not only the ability of God, not, not, not only the beauty of God, that's the grace of God. He said, there's something more than the grace of God in this. There is a gift that comes with the grace of God. That's the gift that God gives to all men that believe in Jesus Christ. You can take your own. You can take as much as you want to take. See, and the gift, grace of God, and the gift by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abounded unto many. And you are part of that many. Can someone, can someone say glory to God for that? Yeah. Verse 16. And the gift, it, it, now drop grace, talk about the gift. It's not like that which came through the one that sinned. For the, if, for the judgment which came from one offense, visa into what? Eh? What if you don't sin? Are you still condemned? Talk to me. Are you condemned? Because one sinned and we are in his order. This order is the order of whoever is born by your, by your parents. By your parents. Whoever is born by your parents is in this man's order. So either you sin or you don't sin, you are condemned. Do you get it now? For the judgment which came from one offense resulted into condemnation. But the free gift, Jesus, Jesus, Holy Spirit of God. I, I didn't have to say this one. Look at the look at the screen, please. So, but the free gift which came, ha, huh, this is Bible. All the people that are under you, even their offenses, resort into justification. Despite their fault, they are justified. 
Look at the Bible now. Am I the one that is saying it? I wish I'm the one that is saying it. Look at the Bible. It says, but the free gift, in case you cannot look at this very well, let me, let, let me show you. But the free gift, which came from many what? Resulted what? Despite the offenses, they are justified. I can't believe this is Bible. I can't believe. It's Bible. It's Bible. Verse 17, please. 17. For if by one man offense, there to reign through the one, much more, much more again, much more, those who receive from this man abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall what? Reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So what this man gives, there are two things he gives. For one is constant, the other one is a variable. This man gives abundance of grace and the you see, it's called the because it's definite. Gift of righteousness does not increase, does not reduce. But abundance of grace, you, you, you will see the word the It means that as much as you want to take, go and take. The day you need grace for finances, go and take it. The day you need grace for academic success, go and take it. What about grace for good wife or good husband? It is in him. Go and take it. What about grace for, for promotion in your career? Go and take it. Go and take it. What about grace to excel in a massive way? Go and take it. Go and take as much as you want to take. Because in this man is what? The abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness and they are the two kids that you need to reign in life two kids to reign in life you have gotten one the second one as much as you want is available go and take it you know what the, you know what Hebrew says it says let us come boldly to the throne of grace whereby we may what receive mercy and find grace in the time of need, the word mercy, mercy is what a, see, mercy mercy now, grace gives you what you don't deserve mercy takes away what you deserve you deserve death, mercy said no to death you don't deserve wealth, grace gives you wealth you don't deserve to be called righteous, grace gives you righteousness, both mercy and grace, they are working together and they are working together in my life. Can someone say amen to that? The day I walk through the valley of death, I don't die. Why? Because mercy is also speaking for me. I don't have only grace. I have mercy with it. And mercy does not go alone. Mercy goes with grace. They are Siamese strings. They are head, they are head, they are together, connected together. They are working together for Can someone say amen to Jesus? For if by one man's offense, which is again, death reigned through one man. Much more, much more, more than death reigned. Those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, they will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Shout, I am reigning. I am ruling. I am a king. Hallelujah. Verse 18. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men. Through this man's offense, all men are what? They are judged. Resulting to condemnation. Even so, through this one, one what? Eh, one man's what? 
No, no, no. Through everybody's righteous act. Through how many people's righteous act? The free gift came to all men. So, look at this place. Imagine this whole place. This is God's goodness. God's goodness. This is God's goodness. So, this is the pool of God's goodness. This is all your own goodness. So, you think that if you drop this one into the pool of God's goodness, it will have impact. You will find it inside. Will you you find it inside? Please look at me. Look at them. Look at me. Will you find it inside? Imagine, especially if this one usually dissolves. The sea of God's goodness. Your own, your own simple goodness or your small goodness or little goodness will, will not have any impact at all in the whole thing. So what has impact is Jesus Christ's righteousness. Can, can someone say amen to Jesus? Say, Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to how many men? Amen. To how many men? If, see, see, think about it very well. Think about it very well. If this man, please look at me. Look at me. Look, for, look, at, look at it, please. If this man's bad deeds made all of us bad people eh? do you think that this man's good deeds cannot make all of us good people that's, that's how we think and the bible uses, uses the word much more that this one will do much more and what this one will do can someone say amen to jesus even so through woman's act the free gift came to all men resulting to what justification of life you are justified by faith through what Christ has done. Can someone say amen to Jesus? Are you, are you happy about this? Are you happy about this? Are you happy about this? Can you shout for joy one more time? Verse 19. For as by one man's obedience, he's explaining again, many were meeting us. Even so, by one man's obedience, many will be made what? How did you become righteous? By your own goodness? By your own mercies? By your own good works? No, by the work of this man. If this one work, see, you see, you see, this guy came, law, he came, so that people can even be feel good small. So that if you can do the law very well, you can feel good small. And even in that law, the people could not even do the law. They couldn't do the law. So even the law couldn't make us good, because if the law could make us good. We won't need this man. We won't need Jesus. Even the person that gave the law was the first to break the law. You don't know. Moses wanted the mountain to go and collect the law. He came down. He saw them singing. He broke the law. You don't know. The first to carry the law was the first to break the law. So you, he spent 40 days with God. He brought the law. Broke the law. Those who did not spend one day with God. They will do the law. <laughs> so we are righteous because of what Jesus did. Can someone say amen to that? Verse, 19, verse 20. Moreover, the law entered. I love this. He said the law entered. When the law entered, we thought that the law will stop sin. He said, but the law entered that sin may what? Bound. But when sin abounded, when sin abounded, where sin abounded. 
Grace is Mr. Overdue. He overdid it. He said, where sin abounded? Grace abounded even much more. You see, the church is quiet about this one. They don't want to say it because they think that if we say it, people will go and sin more. What do you think? You don't say it, though. Let's not say, let's not say it. If we go and say it, people will start sinning, no. You see, it's because they are not teaching the truth. They are not teaching the balanced truth. If you teach balanced truth, when, you, when people understand who they are, they will be more righteous. They will live righteously even more. They will live better even more. Because, you see, the moment I understand that I am the son of Bill Gates, even without meeting Bill Gates, the way I carry myself will be different. The moment a man knows that he's a righteous man, the way he behaves is different. You are the one saying that, ah, they tell them that they are righteous, they will start living a bad life. Oh, you are the one that is thinking like that. See? Wait, wait, wait. See, everything I've been saying since is that we should go and sing. Did I say you can sing? You are the one making the inference by yourself that what the Bible is saying, you know, is she will go and sing, God starts singing. You will see how Paul also thought the way they were thinking. And he gave them a response. Let's move forward, please. 21. 21. Uh, so that a sin reigned in death, even so, grace might reign through what? Righteousness, through eternal life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse 22. What shall we say then? 6 verse 1. Paul now said that, after everything I've said, I know some people will be thinking among you, should we start singing more? Should we start singing and singing and singing? What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Think about it. People say this one more than the entire chapter 5. Some people don't even know what is chapter 5. But they know this one. Because they are scared. And they are carnal. Because if I'm teaching now, I might be looking at you that this man, the way you respond, I might understand what you are thinking because of what I've said. So that's what Paul was also doing. After I've written so much about the fact that through one man I become righteous, wouldn't they think that I'm saying that you can't assassinate? So Paul said, What is it then? What am I be saying since? What am I be saying since? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? See the answer that Paul gives them, verse 2. Some people think that when Paul asks this question, Paul is like, ah, don't continue in sin, no. That grace may abound, though. So Paul has pleased them. But that's not what Paul said. That's not what Paul said. See how Paul answered. Paul gave a very intelligent answer. In fact, people quote verse 6, verse 1, verse 1, more than even verse 2. The answer. They don't know the answer. They just know verse 1. To be this is a question now. It wasn't a question. Don't you know all questions have answers? People know the question, they don't know the answer. Paul said what? Certainly not. But that's not the end. He said that, how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? How shall we? He answered the question with another question. What are you saying there? He's saying now that we have been dead to sin. That's why we cannot live in sin. Paul used nature the nature of the believer. Because we have a new nature. If we have been dead to sin, that means that we don't have the nature of sin. The answer to the question is that, how, now, the question, the question of, shall we continue in sin? The answer is this. We don't have nature of sin. That's the answer. That's the answer. It's not, ah, you have to walk, oh, you have to walk, oh, so you don't sin. No, 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 no. We don't even focus on sin. You see, because whatever you give your attention to, it's what you produce. Sister Simi, don't think about a fan. Don't 
think about a fan that is rolling. If a ceiling fan in your room that is rolling very fast, very, very fast, don't think about it. What are you thinking about? Eh? A fan. Ceiling fan. Rolling very fast. Because I am painting your mind. The mind does not understand don't. It does not. It does not. It cannot process don't. It only process the objects that you are putting in it. Don't think about a pen. Don't think about the pen. And the more you repeat it, the more I think about the pen. So that's why you tell someone that don't lie. Don't lie. What I'm hearing is lie. 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 But the believer has been trained to say, you are righteous. You are righteous. So what's he thinking about? I'm righteous. 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 So he has it set in his mind that I'm righteous. His focus is not on sin. It's on righteousness. As someone said, amen to Jesus. So how shall we that are dead to sin? So, 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 look at this. I should hope not. If we have left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? We have, we have left the country. How can we be living in the house? That means that what we have now is bigger than even the house. Because we have left the country. Hallelujah. Someone thought about this. How you thought about this? Say, I have a new nature. It's a nature of righteousness. Let me show you two more verses. Verse 3 and 4. New King James. Verse 3 and 4. Or do you not know that as many of us as, been, as were what? Baptized into Christ. We are baptized into his death. We, are, we, have been, we are dead to sin. Verse 4. Verse 4. Therefore, we are buried. Through what? Him. With him. Through baptism into death. So, we have been buried with him. Through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we should what? To walk. In what? In our new life. We have a new life. We are not thinking about sin. We are far from sin. We are far ahead of sin. Can someone say amen to Jesus? Don't forget, he has done it all for us. We are righteous. We are righteous. That's how you should see it. Romans chapter 5, verse 21. Can you go there? Can you stand to our feet, please? As we shout this together. Sorry, first second Corinthians 521. Second Corinthians 521. It's been a world bath service. Have you been blessed this morning? Oh, you don't show it. Have you been blessed this morning? Have you shout glory to God? Look at this. Can we shout this together? Want to go? No, no, no. We are gonna shout. Everybody, want to go. For he made him who knew no sin. To be seen for us that we might become what the righteousness of God in him. See, we say, I am righteous, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. That's my nature. That's my nature. Is it because I did righteous things? No, it's because he did righteous things. Christ has done it for me, therefore, I am righteous. For he has done so very much for me. He has forgiven me all my sins and sent the Holy Ghost to me. 
are what? That's Christ. And by whom are what? In bringing what? Are you among the sons? Jesus. Bringing many sons into glory. To make the captain of their salvation perfect. Through what? So Jesus became, Jesus perfected the work he came to do by suffering. Now see what the next verse says. See what, and you're going to shout it together. Can we shout it one more time? Everybody, why don't you go? For both he, no, that's not everybody. That's not everybody. Everybody now. Why don't you go and shout? For both he who sanctified and those who are sanctified. Are what? Are you one with Christ? So how does God seize you? How does God seize you? For which reason? He's not ashamed to call them brethren. So Christ and I are brothers. Hallelujah. Everything has changed. Everything has changed. You're righteous. You're righteous. You're righteous. If God's word called you righteous, then you are righteous. Can you give me in Christ alone? In Christ alone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can you give some, some, some volume? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are you glad about this? Give him some praise in this house this morning. In Christ alone, my hope is found. Is my life? Is my life? My strength, my song. This cornerstone. Thank you, Jesus. This solid ground. Bend to the present. Bend to the present. The next one, the next one, the next one. Wait, 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 wait. Now look at this. It says, still on the cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. Now, big it down. People, people think that Nigeria is bad because God is angry with Nigeria. See, 
All of the wrath of God was put on Jesus Christ. God is no longer hungry with man. God, hear this today. God was hungry with Christ and therefore is not hungry with any man. In fact, God is waiting for sinners to come and become born again. He's no longer hungry with sinners. We saw it in 7 Corinthians 5, verse 19 now. He said that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world unto himself, not counting their sins against them. 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 Sins against them. Hallelujah. Till on the cross and Jesus died the
Dios 